Welcome to episode 132 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, we are talking about life after fat loss. What to do if you see the results you've worked so hard for slip in away. Let's go. Hello, hello. Today's episode comes in response to a question I received on Instagram from someone whose handle is Shazza Maglaza, <laughs> which is now my absolute favorite social media handle ever. And I will be saying the name Shazza Maglaza as often as I can during this episode. <laughs> Although it does make me feel like my Instagram handles are just not pizzazzy enough. All my social media handles. They're all Kim Schlag Fitness, except for Twitter, which is Kim Schlag Fitness with only one S <laughs> because they, I ran out of space on Twitter, but everywhere else it's Kim Schlag Fitness with two S's, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. When I was on TikTok, you'll see me on TikTok, but I actually am not active there anymore. I may be taking a permanent break. I got off there the beginning of the year because of just incessant harassment. It was absolutely ruining my day daily. And I felt the constant pull to address the harassing comments. And it honestly just just was not worth it to me to keep doing that uh, for my mental health. I left the app, which I cannot say enough about. If any form of social media is doing more to bring you down than it is adding to your life, kicking it to the curb will feel so darn good. Or if not getting rid of it altogether, then setting some really firm boundaries, getting a strong block filter, filter, a strong block finger. That really helped me a lot. I do not put up with crap from people in my comments or in my DMs anymore. Immediate block if I sense anything amiss whatsoever. Curating your feed. Wow, that has really helped me. A few months ago, I went and I muted everyone in the fitness industry, even my close friends. So no fitness stuff organically pops up in my feed anymore. I still check in on my friends' feeds so that I can support them. But I don't even do that every day. You know, a couple times a week, I'll set aside a few minutes and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to check up on my friends. I'm going to watch their stories. I'm going to, you know, go uh, read some of their posts and like them. But I search them to have them come up. And for me, it was such a freeing move in terms of freeing up my time um, because I was spending so much time reading my friends and colleagues' uh, Instagram posts uh, in terms of freeing up creativity. I don't want to constantly be influenced by the content that my friends and colleagues are putting out. I definitely used to have the sense of like, oh, I, I haven't tried that style of post yet or I haven't posted about that topic in a while. And sometimes I just felt like it was too hard to come up with an original thought or an original presentation. Like, look, fitness is fitness. Evidence-based principles are evidence-based principles. We're not making stuff up here, but there are just so many ways to present them. And I didn't want to sound like everyone else. And I just feel so much lighter and less burdened in my soul having muted them. So now my feed is filled with pets and comedy and dancing and psychology. And I find that I spend so much less time on the app in any case. It's something to evaluate. How some, and I'd say frequently evaluate is when it comes to social media, how is the content I follow impacting my mood, my mental health, and my energy availability in all senses of the word energy? 
All right, back to Shazza McGlaz's question. Shazza McGlaz's question was not about um, boundaries on social media. I just kind of got off on a tangent there. All right, Shazza McGlaz says, what does life after fat loss look like? What's next? I'm getting soft and squishy again. So first I'll say that the desired outcome for everyone of a fat loss phase is not the same. One person's soft is another person's that is too muscular for me. So know that I in no way am going to tell you what look you should be going for or how to define soft or squishy. That said, if after fat loss you find your body changing in a way you don't like, let's have you get clear on how you're eating, how you're training, and how you are moving. Now, it might come to as a surprise to some people listening that there is life after fat loss. Many people don't think in those terms. They've had a lifetime of constantly chasing fat loss. In fact, I just had someone in my Fitter After 40 group. We're in week three of the eight-week course. And one of the members messaged me saying how surprised she was that I had mentioned in one of the group calls that I didn't want any of them to be in a deficit and counting calories forever, that the eventual goal was maintenance. And along with that maintenance, using one's hunger and fullness cues to determine how much to eat along with keeping all of the good habits one has built in a deficit phase. And this is where the answer lies to your implied question, Shazma Glaza. What the heck happened? Why am I softer and squishier now? And the answer is you have either A, put back on some fat, B, lost some muscle, or C, both of the above. Now, if you've gained fat, it's because you're eating in a calorie surplus. You're eating more calories than you have burned. It's likely a combination of eating more and moving less. And remember, this doesn't mean that a person has to permanently be in a calorie deficit. That is not what I'm implying here. There is a space between a deficit and a surplus, and that space is maintenance. This is where you are eating and moving in an amount that maintains your weight. And it appears, Shazma Glass, that you have overshot that. So you have bone past maintenance and are in a surplus. So for now, to get rid of that extra fat, a, a deficit, a calorie deficit is in order. It is also possible that you have lost muscle. As I said, that was option B. If you were strength training in a deficit and have not kept up with that in the time since you ended your deficit, then you absolutely could have and, and have lost muscle. The answer here is reinstate that strength training. Get back to the strength training you were doing. Now, how do we prevent this from happening next time for you, Shazza McGlaza? Or for those of you listening who are in a current fat loss phase, how do you prevent this? I got softer and squishier after fat loss from happening in the first place. I'm going to share five ways you can do that. Number one, lose weight in a way where very little will change after you are done your fat loss phase, except for increasing your calories and over time eliminating tracking if you are tracking. Possibly you might lower your protein and up your carbs a little bit. Not an extreme amount, but possibly that might happen as well. 
What I mean by that is don't do an extreme diet. And when I said what I mean by this, I'm talking about what I said as far as not much changing. Don't do an extreme diet that doesn't translate well to maintenance. So fad diets, diets where they ship you boxes of food for the month, diets where you cut out whole food groups that you do intend to eat again later. The way you eat in a deficit should be so similar to how you will eat in maintenance, just with fewer calories in the deficit. All right, so that's number one. Let's not do extreme methods of losing weight. Number two, learn about nutrition as you are losing weight. This is so key. This is something I spend a lot of time with and take very seriously with my Fitter After 40 members is this education piece. So specifically learning about energy balance, fiber, protein, how to cook at home, understanding the calorie content of foods. This is information you will be able to use to keep weight off permanently. Okay. Understand the principles of how things are working, not just what you're doing, but the underlying principles driving the success that you're having. You should look for this in whatever program you choose to follow, whether it's a program from me or from someone else. Are they teaching you principles? Number three, practice good nutrition habits and keep those habits up post weight loss. Okay. These are not just weight loss habits that I want you to foster. These are good eating habits that you should be having for a lifetime. Things like eating protein at every meal, eating vegetables at most meals, eating food seeded and plated instead of grazing, regulating your emotions with other tools than just food. So not stress eating or emotional eating as your main way of coping with those emotions. Waiting to eat until hungry, eating until satisfied, not stuffed. Cultivating non-food social activities, cooking most of your meals at home. I could do, and I have done, entire episodes on the details of every one of those habits. Those are incredibly important habits. And when you listen to that list, I want you to think like, am I doing these things? If you're not, you don't have to do all of them right now. But while you are losing weight, these are skills to dial in. You're going to need every single one of them to maintain your weight loss over the long term. Do you see, like listening to all of this, why fad diets don't work, why yo-yo dieting is so prevalent? Because look at all the things that that are needed to practice, to learn, to understand. Uh, It is really about changing entirely how people eat when they have fostered a lifestyle that ends up with them having too much fat on their body because it's not just about that time when you're losing the fat. It's about what in the world do you do after. There's a lot of habits to change. Number four, practice being a person who moves a lot in daily life and keep that habit up permanently. I did a whole episode just last week on NEAT. If you haven't listened, I highly recommend that you listen to that episode. Keeping your NEAT up is the underrated 
superstar of weight maintenance. It is where it's at. So I want you to think, where in your day can you create time to move more? 10K steps a day is not a magic number, and you'll hear all about that in last week's episode. Go find it. But it is a good target for both longevity and weight maintenance. People who maintain their weight move a lot daily. And I'm not just talking about at the gym or on the jog, but throughout their day. And then number five, the last item that I'm going to suggest to you that you practice doing while you are losing weight that's going to carry over into life after fat loss is strength train. Now remember, once you've built, and maybe I don't even know why I said remember, you might not know this. I'm going to teach you something here. Once you have built the amount of muscle you would like to build, to be very clear, if you're like, I don't want to build muscle, toned, defined, not soft, long and lean, those are all ways of saying build muscle. So if you're like, oh wait, those are the things I want, that is building muscle. Once you have built the amount of muscle you want, you can maintain it with a lot less work. You could train two times per week to maintain your gains. Now, to continue making those gains, if you're like, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. I don't have the definition, um, that tone that I want yet. Okay, let's have you training minimum three times per week, three to four times a week to get those gains. And then permanently for longevity and weight maintenance. Okay, so permanent strength training. This is not something you just switch off that you just do during your weight loss phase during the like, I'm going to get my goal body phase and then leave it behind. It's incredibly important for both quality of life, longevity, and weight maintenance for strength training to be a part of the puzzle. All right. So if like Shazamaglaza, you feel like you have backslid and are no longer happy with your results, you can head back into a deficit when you're ready. No one's making you do that. But if you do decide that you're going to do that, keep these principles in mind that I just shared. Now, if you're a person who is in a deficit right now, keep these principles in mind. I'm going to go over them one more time. Okay. They are strength training, keeping up with your good nutrition habits, learning good principles. I missed one. What did I miss? Actually, I missed two. What did I miss? Oh, losing weight in a way where very little will change afterwards. If you're right now doing like some MLM style weight loss program, start looking for a way that it's going to be a better fit for you long term. Okay. If your plan is to just not eat carbs and not go to social events for the next two months to lose weight, start looking for a better plan that's going to be transferable down the line. So we talked about losing weight in a way where very little will change afterwards, learning about nutrition principles when you're losing weight practicing good foundational nutrition habits, practicing being a person who moves a lot in daily life, and strength training. I hope that this has helped. Please message me on Instagram to follow up on any questions that this has sparked for you, and I will catch you next time. Now, you can join the waiting list, by the way, for the next round of Fitter After 40 at the link in my bio in my bio, there's no link in my bio, at the link in the show notes, or on, uh, you can look at kimschlagfitness.com. You can join the wait list for the next round of Fitter After 40 there as well. If you are on that list, you're going to be among the first to know when doors open, and you're going to be able to get your hands on special bonuses and discounts when the doors open for Fitter After 40. All right, catch you next time.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.